All right, welcome back to season two of DND on CBB. Uh, today it's myself and Nin, so we're down one D, but um, won't be a problem. So, Nin, what do you got for us today? What's uh, what's been going on? I mean, we haven't been on the airwaves since uh, last April. I know it's been a while. As you could tell, we have some sort of commitment issues. We were liking to get some episodes out over uh, the summer, but stuff got crazy. As you can kind of tell, our schedules are kind of hectic too, with no Des here tonight. Um, I got a job out of college, so that's what I'm doing now. I'm working, and it's not really set hours. Like I work on the weekend a little bit. Um, I don't, so like it's kind of tough for me uh, to have a schedule. But as I said, um, I think we can guarantee we're going to have at least one episode a week. I don't want to give us a set date of when it's going to come out, but one episode a week. Um, and, yeah, we're just going to roll with it. I'm very excited that college basketball is back. Those, what, six, seven months, they went quick as hell. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I felt like I was just in his basement screaming at John Juzang to stop making baskets um, and Gonzaga breaking my heart again. Um, but guess what? Another year, another number one preseason, number one for Gonzaga. So yep. let's see if this is finally the year that Mark Few will get his national championship. But before we get to that, um, like Nin said, we're going to try one episode a week. I think that's uh, very doable. Mm-hmm. Um, no set date, but obviously when the season comes in a full swing, there's no college ba- uh, college football. Sundays, uh, Saturdays are the big day for college basketball. So we'll definitely have episodes out before then um, for every week. Um, another thing we're trying to get into this year is keeping track on our Twitter of our picks. Um, we're kind of doing a little friendly bet, a little uh, who can kind of carry the, uh, the most wins for those who follow and those who are willing to chase us. But I carried last year, right? At the end, I, I was carrying it then. And then the brackets came out, and that's where things fell apart. Yeah, I mean, but that's just expected. That's that's everyone. I can count um, on you. I can count on you to give out, what, 20 games tomorrow? I'm sure you have a list of everything you're taking. I only got two games tomorrow, Good. and that's what we'll get into uh, real quick. But before I get to that, I want to give a quick shout-out to Dick Vitale, um, Battling Cancer. I've been following him on Twitter for the last couple of years. Um a true inspiration. When I think of college basketball, he's the first announcer I think of. So, um, hoping for a quick recovery. I know he just went through a second round of chemo today, and hopefully we can hear a couple uh, couple games this year by him. But obviously, health comes first. Uh, Dicky V, we love you, baby. Yes, sir. Amen to that, for sure. Well, let's get into it now. This uh, obviously this should come out tomorrow. We're recording it Monday night, so Tuesday, so you'll get this before the games come out tomorrow is the first day and the two big boy games uh, to get us started. Yep. In the garden, we got seven o'clock tip, Kansas and Michigan State. The line is currently set. Kansas is four and a half point favorites as of about 2 p.m. this afternoon. Um, all time, Michigan State is two and one against Kansas in this event. So, Min, we can uh, kind of start with the teams and then we'll go into uh, a little overview of what we think the game's going to look like. But I'll start with Kansas. Um, Kansas, preseason number three. They return Braun, the shooter. Um, they bring in Remy Martin, transfer from Arizona State. Did he – I probably should look this up. But um, all Pac-12, correct? I can't, I can't remember. They had so much hype around them last year, Arizona State. I believe he so. Preseason, he was definitely the preseason all Pac-12 player. But I don't remember – I think he had a little bit of an injury issue. Um, didn't end up playing as much, but yeah, he played 23 games. He still averaged 19. Yeah, so kind of like a Steph Curry, Steph Curry type. 
I really like them in this with this Kansas team because they finally have the go-to guy at the end of games. I felt like they really haven't had that over the last couple of seasons. Um, Ochai Abaji's back, a 3 and D. Uh, McCormick down low. So, again, established starters, uh, bringing a new face at point guard, which I think will really help them. This is a grad transfer. So, yeah, I really like Kansas. I think three, honestly, is a little high for them, though. Um, but every year, every year they start out pretty high because of the bias that they have being a blue blood. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing Kansas in action. And I really like Igbahi as well, too, as a 3 and D guy. He kind of reminds me of like a Marcus Garrett, the type of guy that would step up and make big plays down the stretch. Underrated name that isn't going to get a lot of buzz whatsoever, but I saw it at the bottom of the roster and I was like, I kind of like this guy. Joseph Yusefu, you might remember him. He was the transfer from Drake. Um, he played in the NCAA tournament with them last year. But, I mean, what he did on the Drake team, averaged 12.8 points last year, obviously playing down a competition. But I think he's a guy that can kind of step up, be a little gritty guy off the bench, and provide some solid minutes for them. So I think that's a really underrated pickup, and I like him for this Kansas team as well. A big note is Jalen Wilson, who is Kansas's returning leading scorer, will not be in for the first four games of the season due to a suspe- suspicion of DUI. So he's suspended from the team for first four games. Um, obviously kind of bonehead move, but we'll see. So he'll be off to a slow start and obviously Kansas won't be fully loaded, but again, um, that's kind of what the Jayha- Jayhawks look like under Bill Self. And we'll move into Tom Izzo's Michigan State squad. So Michigan State crawled into the, the first four last year um, after looking like they weren't going to make the tournament. They ended up making it, and they ran into UCLA, who went on their Cinderella run following that. Um, it was kind of a tough break for Sparty. But this year, um, they lost Langford, who I felt like was there forever. I feel like Langford has been there since I've been a freshman in high school and now I'm a senior in college. So Langford finally decided to leave. Um, they do return Gabe Brown. Gabe Brown was their leading score, returning leader, leading scorer on this team, um, as well as Joey Hauser, the transfer from Marquette. So both average under 10 per game last year, nothing crazy. Again, this just looks like an MSU team that's kind of a band of misfits. They're going to play hard for Tom Izzo, but I don't see them scoring a lot. Um if they're not holding teams under 60, I don't like them in any game that they play this year. If it's a up-tempo, up fast-paced game, I don't like their chances. So, again, I think that's something that Kansas is going to look to do, especially with Remy Martin playing up and down. Um, so, I like, no, I, I like what you said there in terms of a, a band of misfits because that's what it feels like for this team. And – the past MSU teams, I feel like you don't see that. You've seen a team that's, you know, really molded together, whether it be, you know, Cassius Winston and obviously uh, Langford, guys that have you know really uh, grown throughout that program. This year, you're looking at a team of a lot of new players as well. I don't know if you mentioned it or not. I know it was in the notes, though. Tyson Walker does come over as well. A little experience with myself calling his games because he'd go to Northeastern. So he's a nice little guard. He's more of a defender. So we'll see if he can kind of, you know, step into a role where he has to score, which he's not really used to because he played against some great scorers or played with some great scorers at North up at Northeastern. But I think he could be a nice addition for this team. And if they're going to have to hold teams to 60, uh, he's going to be a big portion part of that as well. So um, it's going to be interesting. We can see what we got to see what Thomas is going to do this year with a team that he's really not used to having. Yep. 
Um, I have been kind of following throughout the week when they're previewing these games. Their big uh, recruit freshman is Max Christie. Yeah, I was looking at him. Um, so this is gonna this is gonna have to be the guy I think for them uh, down the road this season. Obviously, first game is gonna be tough to have a real big impact, especially going against um, like we were keep alluding to Remy Martin. Remy Martin is projected to be a third team All American, so um, kind of a tough warm welcome to college basketball. But hey, there's a reason why five star recruits come play at these schools. Um, normally they're well tooled and ready to go. So hopefully that's the case for Sparty fans. And one more thing to further your point as well, uh, going back to, you know, this team being new, only 47% of the minutes played and 46% of the scoring return from this roster. So um, a lot of teams you're going to see this year are going to come back with a lot of eligibility, a lot of, you know, returning stars, but Michigan state, not one of those teams this year, it looks like. Yeah. Rocket Watts the point guard, he went to uh, Michigan, um, Mississippi State. Okay. Yeah, so he transferred out. So, again, another another name that's gone. But we'll see what happens. So, for me, I think this is a no-brainer. I think Kansas is going to easily cover. Um, of course, like, you know. You and, and you, you and all of America thinks that. That's why. Exactly. I know. And that's what I'm saying. That's why, of course, four and a half makes no sense. But um, I just, again, I just see as being a more up-tempo game. Um, I think Kansas, if they want to slow it down, they could slow it down. I just don't see that. I, I see a pretty up-tempo game, um, which will not favor Michigan State. And having your point guard be someone, again, both teams are going to have point guards that are transfers. Um, there's just a little bit more experience on the Kansas side, and I like their experience. So I'm going to take their chemistry over um, Michigan State. Do I think uh... – Kansas wins this game 100% uh, uh, obviously, but if I turn this game on at halftime and I see that Michigan State's up by like two or three and it's a low scoring game, it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Yeah, doesn't matter who's playing really. Two great coaches on both sides here, Bill Self and Tom Izzo. So I think this is going to be a close game all the way through. If I had to pick a side, um, I'd probably lean Kansas, but with these two games, both, both these games being great matchups, everyone's betting these games. So it's kind of hard to get a good side on them. So um, I'd probably lay off it, but I would probably Kansas if I had to play it. Well, of course, the second game that follows is Duke and Kentucky. Duke is a one-point favorite, uh, again, as of this afternoon, Monday more, uh, Monday afternoon. Um, this is their first meeting since the Zion, RJ, and Cam Reddish debut, which they won 118-84. to 84. Um, And I thought that was going to be the start of an undefeated season and then the <laughs> championship and, of course, Michigan State would end it in the Elite Eight. Um, yeah, so we can get into – in our notes, we have Duke, but we're going to start with Kentucky because um, I know me and Nick can talk about Duke forever. Des would be here to cool us off and tell us to – Yeah, to that's the one bad start. thing about him not being here today. We're going to go yeah. crazy with the Duke. We're going to be biased. I mean, obviously, this is an audio podcast. Men's banners in the background. It's a Duke yeah. banner. Like, you, you know you know who we're taking in this game. Um, Come on now. Yeah. So Kentucky, they are the preseason number 10. Um, I kind of have a quick note. So I was actually flipping through um, channels over the weekend, and I ran into the SEC Network, and I saw college basketball. I was like, all right, flipped it on, happened to be Kentucky, and they were playing a Division II school, Miles College. And let me tell you, Miles College shot the lights out of the ball in the first half, and they took an eight-point lead, I believe, or a seven-point lead into half um, against Kentucky. 
noted Kentucky, I could tell, was not playing um, all their players, especially with, I think it was only four days before um, this matchup. So um, I did not see Davion Mintz, who's their leading point guard. Um, who else did I not see? Uh, I didn't see Mintz. I didn't see CJ Frederick transfer from Iowa. Yeah. And Shavir Wheeler, who is a transfer from Georgia. Um, and obviously those three point guards are pretty key pieces to their team. So um, I did get to see Kellen Grady, the Davidson transfer. Mm-hmm. And I heard a stat during the game that he has 40 games in a row of three or more three-pointers made, which is incredible. Um, and sure enough, in the first half, he hit three threes. So um, that's kind of going to be their knockdown shooter. I think he's coming off the bench, though. I don't think he's a starter. Uh, again, it's kind of tough to tell with um, these exhibition games because they normally mix up lineups. Um, but yeah, I think Kentucky, again, a little bit more chemistry this year than they had last year, just with Mintz coming back. Uh, they bring back Obi Toppin's brother, uh, Jacob Toppin, um, Lance Ware, kid from Camden, New Jersey. He started seeing better minutes off the bench. Um, so yeah, I think it, Kentucky will have a nice basis. Again, weird for them. Normally it's one and done, in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will be a nice change of pace for them. I do have that they do have a couple uh, five stars. Ty Ty Washington, at yep. point guard, and Damian Collins, a power forward, are the two freshmen to watch for the Wildcats this year. Uh, I think they were – Ty Ty was 15 in this class, and Collins was 16 or 14, 15 or something like that. But um, So, again, these are two pretty high-caliber recruits. I think the biggest thing talking about Kentucky too, when they have such great success is with having that type of point guard. We saw them kind of really struggle last year. Uh, they need just to have a point guard that can lean on. If you think a couple of years back, obviously they had great guys in De'Aaron Fox, even a couple of years ago when they had guys like Tyrese Maxey, Emmanuel quickly, they need to have someone that can step up and be that point guard. And you said his name, I think Ty Ty Washington. I think they have big expectations for him coming into this year, six, three, just under 200 pounds. So um, I think he's going to be a big point guard for them this year. I like all the names you said. I don't know if you mentioned uh, to Shibway or not. Obviously, he's coming, yep, no, yeah, obviously he's coming yep. over from West Virginia. Uh, he's going to be a great addition to this team. You mentioned Frederick coming over from Iowa. So another team that's kind of needs to, you know, mesh and melt, meld together early on in the year. But um, I think after last year's struggles, we see Kentucky, you know, come back to its normal self this year. Yeah. Do I think they're a top 10 team right now? No. I think by the end of the year, they will be. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, again, it's just tough to gauge with all these transfers um, and all these new COVID eligibility rules, um, which, again, we'll kind of touch on a little bit later when we get to some of our conference predictions. Um, so, yeah, that's Kentucky. Um, and now I'll move on to the better blue, Duke blue. Um, preseason number nine, so one spot ahead of the Wildcats. This is officially Coach K's last season, so it's yep. um, going to be so weird. Uh, John Shire was announced as their head coach over the offseason. Um, <coughs> so Duke is going to be led by Paulo Banchero, who is the consen- he's a consensus first-team All-American, going to be either one, two, or three in this draft this yep. year, like no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, 6'10", guard, um, power forward from California. Duke returns Jeremy Roche, Joey Baker, Wendell Moore, and Mark Williams as the four biggest contributors from last year's team that kind of ended in disappointment. Um, no NCAA tournament. 
again, COVID, I think COVID screwed him. I think they would have mm-hmm. ran the table in the ACC tournament. But again, that's a bias. Um, they do bring in a couple transfers, most notably Daniel Jones' younger brother, Bates Jones from Davidson, and Theo John from Marquette. And I love I, the addition of Theo John. I, I can't – talking about guys that you feel like have been in college basketball for eight years, I mean, I can't believe he's still around. Yeah, and we talked about Oscar Shibwe. Um I think him and Theo John play such a similar game. Mm-hmm. Seeing them on the court together is going to be pretty awesome. I think they'll probably have a couple of head-to-head uh, little block battles. Um, but let's move to the freshmen that Duke will be uh, showcasing. One of them, A.J. Griffin, right, yep. he will not be playing um, in the opener, unfortunately. He sustained an injury earlier in the preseason, so they're looking at end of November return for him. So he'll be off to a little slow start, but that's a name that you definitely want to keep in the back of your head because he will definitely be um, an impact, impactful player down the road if they look to make a deep run in March. Um, Trevor Keels, knockdown shooter. I have him noted as like a Cam Reddish type, mm-hmm. um, someone who's going to give you a nice three. Uh, and he's honestly his jump shot. Like I was watching um, their scrimmages that they had, like exhibition game and scrimmage during their blue and white game. Um, it just, it's pure. Very nice. Very nice jump shot. Um, and Jalen Blake's backup point guard. He's from New Jersey, came from Blair Academy. Um, I can't really tell, honestly. He's like one of those players that, like, I can't tell if he's actually going to get minutes or he gets minutes, like, he gets a lot of, like, social media time because he's <laughs> just a good personality. But um, I don't know. I think they'll use him sparingly. Uh, definitely, like, provides energy off the bench. But with Jeremy Roche there, I kind of see him. Um, I see Jeremy kind of playing almost the full game. So, outside of this being Coach K's last year and that being the whole narrative, the narrative of this season is going to be who can help Banchero when you know things aren't going his way. Obviously, we know how good of a talent he is, huge expectations, but you know, he's gonna have nights where he isn't gonna be himself. And who could step up? You said a lot of people in the supporting cast. I think Mark Williams is going to have a good year this year. He really started to, you know, get comfortable and more confident in his game last year, being the glass cleaner. A bunch of guys that you want to see step up, though. Lundell Moore Jr., uh, Jeremy Roach. I like the additions of Theo, Theo John and the guys you said. So it's just who could step up and really help out Ben Charles and give us a supporting cast. Can Joey Baker, you know, get off the bench and hit a couple of big threes here and there with when the team needs them the most? So um, I think a lot to be excited with this team this year. Uh, I feel like a lot more promising than last year, obviously, with – how bad it really ended. But I think this year, I think this team, they have the right pieces. And um, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to, you know, be good in the ACC and beyond then. Yeah, I think Wendell Moore, for me, is the guy that's got to be yeah. the impact player. Um, that's what they recruited him as. Yeah, um, really slow freshman year. Kind of developed a little bit more his sophomore year. And I think this is this has to be his team. Um, mm-hmm. He, Him and Joey Baker are the captains. Um, so he's got to play like one. Um, so yeah, let's move to, <coughs> sorry, we're going to move to the kind of overview of the game again. I'm sure Duke minus one. I mean, you got to take it. Um, take money line to be safe. Come on now. No, just take the, <laughs> take the point. If you're going to win, you're going to win. Otherwise just push. Um, yeah. So Duke's a play. I do think though, Kentucky, as bad as they looked against this D2 school, um, if this game comes down the wire, yeah. I actually think Kentucky would pull this one out. Um, I think under eight minutes left in the game, if Kentucky's within four, I'm going to be pretty nervous. Um, yeah. 
just because, again, I think they have more experience at the guard position than Duke does, even though they might not have the same chemistry. Um, but I think definitely the front courts is not even comparable. Duke is going to dominate uh, down low. So as long as they can keep out of foul trouble, I see no problem there. Um, but yeah, if it's close, I think the Cavs could pull it out, but I think Duke should in the um, grand scheme of things. Being at the Garden, which is Cameron Indoor of the Northeast, yep. I like the Devils. Screw screw the side. Give me the total. I think, what is it, 148, 149? I like the over in this game. I feel like, obviously, it's not going to be 118-84 or whatever it was when they played a couple of years ago, but I think this could be a very up-tempo game. A lot of, you know, star power on both sides of the ball here, so um, I think this one can come down to the wire. I think it could honestly go either way. Obviously, I'm pulling for Duke, but I think the over could be a sneaky, good play in this game. Yeah. Either way, both these games, I love this event every year that they have it. It's just a great kickoff to the season. Um, I'm going to be sitting at the bar watching this. I make sure all my homework was done. I cannot wait. I wanted to go. The tickets were only like 80 bucks, but I'm going to the Sixers game tomorrow for uh, for a work event, so I'm I'm not going to be able to go. Mm. While we're talking about the ACC, I think it's a good transition to get into our conference previews now, if that's good with you. Let's do it. And talking about Duke, I think we can, you know, end the bias here with last time, who we think is going to win this conference. Is it bias? Is it not? I don't know. At the end of the day, we're both going to say Duke. Yeah, I mean, again, Banchero is going to be the player of the year in the ACC. I agree in that. As all things go. So you got a player of the year. You got the best coach of all time, one of the best coaches of all time. It's going to be hard to not pick them, especially when they're reloaded with, uh, more freshman talent and a couple um, veteran players. So, yeah, I think Duke's, Duke's going to be the team of the ACC this year. Yeah, I had the same thing and Ben Charo as well. Obviously, I think it'll come down to whether it be Duke, UNC, maybe a little Florida State in there. Uh, but you know, the two games between Duke and UNC are going to have big implications for um, who wins this conference. And that probably decides that at the end of the day, but I'll side with the Blue Devils always. Yep. Um, Coach of the year, I actually like I like Hubert Davis. I saw the North pick. Carolina, I liked it. North Carolina's head coach. I think first year replacing um Hall of Famer Roy Williams. Obviously big shoes to fill, but um I don't know. There's just something about this Carolina team this year. Um yeah, which isn't I good, that, but yeah, I know. I I was just reading through and now I gotta pull it up again. Um their roster and I was just looking at their names and it's just returning players from last year's team Baycott's back Baycott, yeah. I, I don't know if you saw there was a trending picture of his um what is it like they did like a photo shoot his yeah. arms look like tree trunks oh, like it's geez. actually insane like he looks huge what's the other big um, man they have no he left went to Mississippi State I was talking about um Brooks Garrison Brooks oh, okay yeah Great. he left um Caleb Love's back again. Caleb Love, okay, yeah. He's he killed Duke guard. last year. Yeah, point guard killed Duke last year. Um, they do bring in um, Brady Manick, transfer, grad transfer from <laughs> Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. With, yeah, played with Trey Young. Um, so he'll be in Carolina Blue, which is going to look a little bit weird. I hope he's still got the flow. Um, Dawson Garcia forward from Marquette transferred in. Leaky Black's coming back. Yeah, so – you know, they got they got some names. I just think that the combination of Baycott and Love will be 
I think they'll be a force, and I think they're going to win a lot. Like, I saw a couple uh, polls have them, you know, top top three. And I do think they're going to live up to that, and I, I think uh, Davis will get the head coach of the year um, award in the Atlantic Coast Conference. I like that pick. I, I went with Tony Bennett, but I feel like you can go, you know, any way with this one, just because Virginia, no matter who's on the roster, they're always so fundamentally sound and you know, they're always going to be competing in games and they'll always, you know, be around come tournament time. I mean, when you take a look at the roster, the only name that I can really steps out to me is Kia Clark. He's still there, the point guard that I feel like he's been there for a while too, but him and Bennett have a really good relationship. He'll be able to run the Bennett's offense the way he wants. As I said, they'll play really good defense. So if they're hanging around at the end of the year, like they usually do, you know, they always like the favorite Bennett as well. So I think he's a safe pick for possible coach uh, of the conference. Yep. Um, and finally, we're just going to kind of East Conference have a team that this team, I like East Conference, the way it's going to work, we just have like a team that will kind of surprise people, whether that is they make the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. right now, they could be on the bubble or maybe they're in the bottom of the conference and they win a couple surprising games. Um, so we're kind of going to try to get ahead of that. Um, I'm going to take Notre Dame fighting Irish. They return almost everyone from last year. Cormac Ryan was stud for them last year from New York freshman. Um, going to be coming to a sophomore year. Nate Lazinski forward 610. Um, I'm just getting flashbacks of the two of these guys lighting it up at Cameron, uh, <laughs> watching Duke just get absolutely yeah. steamrolled. Dane Goodwin. Um, who's the, where's the point guard? Don't see him. Um, Matt Zona. So, mm-hmm. again, this is another veteran team under Mike Bray, who's had a couple down years since making the tournament his first eight years. Um, I like, I'd like. i like to see the Irish – uh, probably it's like a five or six seed I think they could get to in the ACC tournament this year. Um, but that's kind of my dark horse team in the conference. Say it with me. This is the year of Buddy Bayheim. He's going to keep the train rolling after a very impressive end of the year last year. For the Syracuse Orange, I expect him to come back this year and continue that. When you look at really his ascension over the past couple of years, it started as a joke saying, you know, you know, he's just the coach's son. Just let him get some minutes. 6.8 points freshman year, 15.3 last year, or two years ago, the 17.8 this year. I just think that he's a, he's one of those pure scorers that if he gets hot, um, he can carry a team. You know they're always going to be around come tournament time. Would they sneak in as an 11 seed last year? And they got uh, ran off a couple wins. I know they did well in, in the ACC tournament as uh, well. No, no, no. They were they, – weren't they like a te- – what they did, they, did, they beat, did they beat San no, Diego no, State? No, they were in 11 because they beat San Diego State. Yeah, my they, of course yeah. they did. Exactly. Yeah. And I had that. Believe it or not, there's another Bayheim coming onto this team. Jimmy Bayheim. Colgate, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know how much he's going to lift the hype of his brother, assuming I'm guessing that's his brother with the same last name. But um, you got to love the Syracuse Orange. There's always a team that's going to fight hard towards the end of the year come tournament time. So I'll always side with them as my sleeper team. Uh, yeah, sure. Fine. <laughs> you keep drinking that orange juice, but we'll move to the big time. You now. know, I, I always have a soft, soft spot for cues too, of course, with Melo going there. Come on. I'm just like, I hate that team so much <laughs> because every year they either lose first weekend in March or maybe yeah. like the second weekend, like deep into the second weekend. And it is so frustrating. I, I just have flashbacks of that one, the, uh, the RJ Zion year when they played them in the carrier dome. 
I remember how stressful that game was. Mm, yeah, because the only way you beat Syracuse is if you knock down threes. So. Who was that big guy they had on their team, Syracuse, a couple of years ago? Was, I don't know if he was the center or not, but he was like a stretch player. He was always gave him problems. Did he have goggles? Yeah, the goggles guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, be, no. I'm thinking of – It's not 20 – was it 2019? They have to – Oh, my God. Oh, this I, tall, white, goofy kid. Yep, Dolage. Oh, my God. Dolage, Dolage yeah, This yeah. team – looking at this this uh, roster is giving me flashbacks. And uh, Gerard, too. Yeah. I don't know. He never panned out to, like, what I thought he was. No, nah, I know. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, a Trey Young type, but he's not. All right, well, Nin's visiting memory lane. We're going to move on to the Big Ten. What's about, baby? <clears throat> so, Big Ten. I think, I again, I'm not going to speak for Nin, but I think Michigan is a team that uh, almost everyone, uh, all the big name reporters, big Jays, they love them. I I'm love sorry, them. are you I a big mean, time? Are you a big time reporter now? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I guess I'm following them, but uh, Caleb Houston going to be incredible for that team mm-hmm. hunter dickinson already an established superstar in that conference um eli brooks i hate that guy every time i look at him i just want to punch him in the face um so of course he's back for again i feel like his seventh year i think this is his fifth year um i don't know i think michigan is a team yeah. to beat in the big time you know how much i love michigan year in and year out the past couple of years i've been all over them i, I love betting. let me guess you're, you're going purdue I'm going Purdue. Yeah. Purdue, they I call, they called my attention at the right time last year. Uh, Trevion Williams, I mean, there's so much, so much you could say about him. And I saw you had him as player of the year. I, I agreed there as well, kind of going to that one. But um, I think this all revolves around. We know Williams is going to be good at all. Re- Jaden Ivey. Jesus, yes. He took the words out of my mouth. It yep. revolves all around him. Can he step up this year? Can him and Williams kind of run a nice little two-man game and just dominate this conference? And I love Michigan. You know I do. I just said it. But I, I know that they're bringing in some players. Dickinson's been good there. We know Houston's going to be good. But just losing Livers and Wagner doesn't sit right with me. I think those two guys really meant a lot to this team. And uh, I think that could hurt them a little bit here. I like Purdue on the come up right now. And uh, I'm going to side with them. I think it's a true coin flip. The odds do too. I think they're both like plus 350 to win the conference. But you go Michigan. I'm going Purdue. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I was torn. I wanted – I like Purdue. I just – I just can't. I don't know. There's something about Painter. I just don't trust Painter. That's it. Um, they got the – apparently the Zach Eady kid, 7'4", Canadian. Yeah. Uh, sophomore. There's going to be a sophomore season. Apparently over summer he looked incredible. So, I think for him it's just more about conditioning more than anything because, you know, it's tough to, it's tough to be 7'4 and run up and down the floor. Yeah. Um. But Bring yeah, us I back do, to I the Carson like Edwards that. glory days, all right? Come on. Mm, Come on. Um, so I guess while we're there, you mentioned already Trayvon Williams, I have as the Big Ten player of the year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people again had um God, Dickinson. Yeah. Um, but no, I think Williams uh, he like averages a double double every game. Yeah, and he's got the softest hands, the quickest feet for a big man. It is so much fun to watch, it's just beautiful. 6'10, um, 265. Who wants it's, to guard that? Like a ballerina too. He's so yeah, good. no, yeah. So I like it. I I don't know. I have those games. I cannot wait for. I when those two meet, it's going to be a slugfest. Um, 
I guess we don't have them listed on there, but we should mention um, Illinois. Coburn did decide to come back. He yeah. does have to sit for the first three games or four games because of um, raising money for a charity. Um, before the NIL passed, he was fundraising, selling things, um, gave it all to charity, and he got suspended because he was making money off of his name, image, and likeness before it was passed. So Talk about that, NCAA, yeah, it backfired, so. right? Yeah, um, you try to do the right thing, and here you are. But again, their first three games, I think the toughest game they have is against Marquette, so they'll have no problem winning those, especially with Carbello. I I really like Carbello too. Um, mm-hmm. Again, hate watching him play. I want to punch him in the face. But, <laughs> um, he's a good player, and game recognizes the game. So, um, yeah. But my team to look out for this year in a big time, the Maryland Ter- Terrapins, led by who I think will be the Big Ten coach of the year, Mark Turgeon. Um, they bring in a lot of transfers. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got Fats Russell, point yep. guard from Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Eric Ayala returns. He was a, I think, second team Big Ten player last year. He'll be a first teamer this year, no doubt. Um, big man from Georgetown, Quadis. Wob, if I'm saying that right. This guy, I first time I ever heard of him was the NCAA tournament. Who did they lose to? Uh, Georgetown lost their first round game. Of course, I had Georgetown. But man, <laughs> this I'm this guy can go through built like he is a monster. He's 6'11, 240, but I swear he plays so much bigger. Like he is like your most like the most stereotypical big man. Like you're giving it down low, he's banging down the post. Um, so I like that for them. <laughs> Dante Scott comes back, nice little shooting guard at six eight. So yeah, I think um, they have them slotted around the six seed. I think mm-hmm. Maryland could turn a couple heads, maybe get it down to a, a four or a three seed. But that's my coach of I, the year and team of the year. So I, I agree. I agree with you on the coach. I think that Maryland definitely has the talent to. Um, get this thing going. And I feel like every year people are always calling for Turgeon's head. Maybe this could be the year where they actually step up and, you know, uh, take some weight off his shoulders, but common theme throughout this whole podcast, I'm going with my heart and people that I love to death. Give me the Indiana Hoosiers and Mike Woodson's first year as the head coach. I like this team. I think they have some really good pieces. When you first look at Trace Jackson Davis, he was kind of the man for them last year, 19.1 points per game, nine rebounds, about a block and a half per game, just under a steal. They also do bring in Xavier Johnson, very nice transfer out of pit. He averaged about 14 points in his career there. He's a nice little combo guard. So I think they lack a little bit of depth, which can obviously hurt them in such a big conference, such a good conference as the Big Ten. But you know I got to roll with the Hoosiers and Coach Woody. I, I wrote them off because, again, Big J has Indiana ahead of Rutgers, and Rutgers beat them three times last year. So – I'm surprised yeah, you didn't put. I'm surprised you didn't say Rutgers. I guess you're and, saving that for later. No, we'll talk about them later. I, I can't. They're, I have the bias for Duke, and Duke has a history to back it. I can't yet do that with Rutgers. I'm proud and that I, you can't at least. I know, and it it hurts you're me. You're not that delusional. Like, it hurts me because they could be good, but I'm realistic to an extent, and I don't want to put my hopes up. They didn't get. They didn't get any votes, did they? Like I don't for, even know how good. Like crazy uh, oh, for the yeah. poll. I think they got six. Like, I don't I even know how good they're supposed to be this I think year. they had six. But yeah, you would know more than me. I don't. Yeah, I think they only got six. 
So, hey, it's a start, though. I, they weren't ranked last year. Yep. At, in the preseason, they became ranked. I think it's going to be a similar story. The only thing that hurts them every year, their non-conference schedule is just a joke. Like, they don't play in any tournaments. They're playing mm-hmm. in the Gavit games. I think the best thing they get is DePaul. Jeez. And then Big Ten ACC Challenge, they get the Clemson Tigers, who they beat in the NCAA tournament last year. So, a rematch. A little rematch at the – I can't even call it the rack anymore. Jersey Mike's Arena. <laughs> that so is the most sellout thing ever. Oh, my goodness. No, so stupid. If I'm not getting free Jersey Mike's, I will not be calling it Jersey Mike's Arena. So. Call the Jack, the J-Mac. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a big time. Um, again, I think similar theme. You can't go wrong, Michigan or Purdue. I think I can speak for both of us when I say – if the Big Ten has any chance at a national championship, it is going to be one of those two teams. Yeah, so, I definitely agree as well. We'll see what happens there. But from the Big Ten to the Big Twelve, we're we're. I'll let you just know we're we're basically chalk here. Yeah, me and I you. Mean, how how can you not be? No, I don't know we'll how start. you can either. <laughs> we'll start with Player of the Year. Um, I'm going to go with Remy Martin. I've seen a lot of Marcus Card, the transfer from yep. Minnesota, who is joining the Texas Longhorns. Um, again, I just, I don't know. Remy Martin, I just think is that missing piece that Kansas needs. And I think he's going to play really well for them. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, like his I, game. Agree. I think it's going to fit well. I, so. I, th- I think it comes to, it's kind of like the Purdue versus Michigan thing here, who you want to go for player of the conference, Martin or uh, Carr. Yeah. So I went Martin as well. I, yeah. I agree. But then on the other side, I do think Texas wins this conference. I think that they are a ridiculously good team this year. No offense to Shaka. You know, we loved him growing out his hair last year. But the difference between Shaka Smart and Chris Beard as coaches here, I think is going to be ridiculously – like you're going to see the improvement in there so much. What Chris Beard does as a coach defensively as well. His last four years at Texas Tech, they are ranked top 20 in defensive efficiency. Um, their rosters loaded top to bottom. They brought in some uh, transfers as well. I was going to pull up the list. I know they brought in – well, obviously they brought in Carr, and they brought in the kid from uh, Kentucky as well. Um, yeah. Uh, Askew, right? Askew, yeah. yeah. Askew. So – and you still have some okay. of the veteran guys there too. Oh, they brought in Trey Mitchell as well, the big man, I believe, out of UMass, was it? Yep. 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 UMass. Um, Dylan Dissou, who's from Colorado. Honestly, that name sounds familiar too. Yeah. Or was he Colorado? Or let me Vandy? see. I'm on his name right here. Oh, Van, Vandy. Yeah, yeah. Vandy. Yeah. I. I. Because of course the yeah. colors. The the late nights of random betting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So they return and they return the guys. Yeah, Brock they still have Jones Brock and Cunningham. Ra- yeah, they still have Andy a bunch Jones. of guys to bring them back and Rami as well. Courtney Rami. Timmy, so, yeah. uh, we're not even talking about Timmy Allen. Timmy Allen from no, yeah. Uh, Utah. He's, yeah, will be very good for them. I just think it's it's already very apparent. The culture is completely different there. Yes. Um, obviously with all the recruits, like that he hasn't. He's an alum of Texas, bleeds orange. He even said that he's like, listen, Texas is my dream job. I'm sorry, Tech, but it's crazy. Texas is where it is, and. The football team is such an embarrassment to that university. <laughs> yeah, that, right. That he's that that's more fuel to the fire. He's saying, let's, oh, yeah. let's get I, our asses up and let's that, that place is gonna be jumping, especially when Chris Beard inevitably loses his mind at least twice a game. Yes. Uh those are gonna be very fun games. I Kansas and Texas, I'm circling those on my calendar. I think that is gonna be uh, besides the last time, besides yeah. the last Duke North Carolina game, 
those two games are going to be the best two games that we see this year. My, my love, my love for Big Twelve basketball really took off last year, but I think this year, you know, it might not be as deep with a lot of teams, but these two, this, these two matchups are going to be crazy. Yeah. So, and again, we've been talking about Texas. Chris Beard is going to be the coach of the year. Yes, <laughs> that's yep, what I got. I, I yeah. have that as well. Yep. Um, and again, I guess while we're talking about Big Twelve and how much we love them, going to go. With Bobby Huggins Mountaineers is the team to look out for. Um, I don't know I, I, how you feel about Woody, even though Woody hasn't coached a single game for the Hoosiers yet. Um, I don't know. Actually, the better comparison will be Jay Wright. Yeah. Jay Wright, how you feel about Jay Wright and the Cavaliers? I feel like that with Huggins. Huggins can literally take a broken team and just make it. Tony Bennett, you mean? Tony Bennett, yeah. There you go. Sorry. Third time's a charm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll get I'll get better guys. Don't worry. Um, we got Gabe Osaboyan coming back. Paulie Paul Cap transfer from DePaul. If I'm correct, um, him and Charlie Moore left DePaul. Charlie Moore ended up going to Miami. Um, Sean McNeil's back again. That if if there is a guy that makes more threes than Sean McNeil, <laughs> I'd be surprised. That guy can shoot the lights out of the ball. Pat Sherman, again, nails. They, their team just – you look at them and it's just, yeah. you know these guys are going to play hard for them, uh, for hugs. So I, I, I like them to, you know, make a little bit noise. I think they have them somewhere around the seven range. So we'll Disre- d- Disregard my sleeper team. I didn't realize Baylor was ranked eighth. I was yeah. like – I did no. not – what? I was reading articles or whatever, and there, people had them ranked like – fourth or third or fourth in the conference and i was like all right that's kind of like a sleeper but then i realized how good the other two teams were and then i went on the click on them and it said eighth in the ap poll and i was like no way are they ranked eighth because i feel like everyone forgot about them like a I team know. that just won a national championship like obviously they lost some good pieces davion mitchell uh jared butler and guys like that they're still bringing back flager mayor the guy's bet the best name in all of college basketball Flo Thamba. but um i guess people do have pretty good expectations for them still I, I just think that Kansas and Texas are probably they got, um, better. Uh, Chachuma, right? He's still there. Let me check. Because I was literally going to look at the roster. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. They really just lost their two uh, two guards, and I think yeah. they, they were able to reload a little bit and finally get some recruits over. Yeah, they got uh, this kid, Akinjo. Akinjo? James Akinjo? Oh, yeah, the kid from yeah. Georgetown. He went, went to Georgetown to Arizona, Arizona, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, just like that, they could they could make some noise. They could play spoiler, and you can't really count them out, I guess. Yeah, bold bold move to take the third team in the conference. Uh, all right, yeah, that's why I said scratch. Uh, I know, right? I know, I know, because I did the same thing too. And I was looking at the AP poll. I was like, there's eight. I was like, who do they even have? And they have pretty much everyone. So again, defending national champions can't yeah. discount them. No, um, and now we can move to the West Coast. The Pac-12. So, almost every Big J that I saw, UCLA, Johnny Juzang, Mick Cronin is how they went for team, player, and coach. I got the player. That's it. I have the player as well. And I'm only giving him the benefit of the doubt because he really only started to show out during March Madness. So, I think there's just untapped potential there still. Um but I think Dana Altman out of Oregon, I like, I like what he does there. So he does the opposite of what K 
McKay does and Calipari do. Mm-hmm. He recruits transfers like how they recruit five star recruits is actually yeah. like kind of funny. So again, Jacob Young, former yeah. Rutgers. You know he'll have oh, a career right? year now. You know he'll be amazing. It's just how it goes. I mean, he he was playing well for them last year. I think he averaged over ten. Um, and he's gonna play in your pants defense. So you're right. He's a good I, I, the South Paul. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy being a lefty. I swear, like my kid, if God willing, don't, don't hate on the lefties. All right, God on. willing, they're gonna be. He's gonna be a lefty, him or her. It does not matter. It's just it works. Being a lefty in basketball, I don't know why. You can shoot however you want to shoot, and it works. Jacob Young has the flyest jump shot I've ever seen in my <laughs> life, and it goes in. <clears throat> anyway, so Dana Allman, think he gets it done. He's bringing back Will Richardson. Um, yep. And a couple other chances besides Jacob Young, and of I, course, I, I did not write it down. No, I got him. Jacob Young, Quincy Guerrero, Guerrero, whatever I pronounce the name from Syracuse. Guerrero, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Harmon, obviously, from uh, Oklahoma. Yep. And I also, so I mean, going off your point, I I took Oregon to win the Pac-12. Um, I I I don't believe in UCLA. I don't. I know they had a great uh-huh. run, and that's kind of what like, I'm, I'll get into in a little bit for my one hot take that we'll talk about towards the end. But I'm giving taking Oregon to win the Pac-12. I mean, you hit it, you hit the nail on the head here. They just have a really deep roster, and it's also important to remember Nafali Dante. If I pronounce his name wrong, I do apologize. He's out to begin the year. If he comes back and can provide any sort of minutes, he was a former five-star recruit. That's better, right? Yeah. What? They got two seven-footers on that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan Biddle's the other one. Biddle. Yeah, he's the five. He's another five-star. Yeah. So Dante's out to begin the year, but if he comes back in you know late February, early March, I don't know how long he's actually going to be out. It's knee injury, so I figure it's probably not too great. But when it doesn't matter when he comes back and if he's healthy, that's another added uh, player to this roster that can really help them out. You know, UCLA picked up Miles Johnson, a big guy, another big man from Rutgers, obviously. So uh, you need all the interior presence you could help. But Oregon's always a team like Syracuse, like some of these teams I mentioned. You just got to go with tradition in college basketball. They're a team that's always going to be hanging around, and I'll take them to kind of, you know, win this conference. Yep. I also have Oregon to win the Pac 12. I just think, again, we just went through their transfers. They do have a little bit of returners. Dana Altman, established coach. I just think UCLA is – they're just going to get too big in the head, I think. I think yep. that they got a lot of stuff going. They're preseason number two, only behind Gonzaga. Um, I don't know. I just don't see it. And, again, as great as Miles Johnson is, I love that kid. He gets into foul trouble every single game. And then they're back at the same spot. They got Cody Riley down low. Cody Riley 6'8". They can play small ball, but if mm-hmm. if there's big men, it's problems. And again, they proved they could do it through March last year, almost taking down Gonzaga. And Gonzaga had Drew Timmy, but I don't know. I just I can't trust it yet. I can't trust Nick Cronin just yet. This, this um, yeah, no, I definitely agree with everything you said about Oregon as well. You said Dana Altman for coach of uh, your coach of the conference. This could be the most random thing ever, but I was just kind of looking at the list or whatever. Tommy Lloyd, you probably never heard of the name, but I just found out about it about an hour ago. He's coming into coaches Arizona team. He was a longtime Gonzaga assistant. I mean, for an Arizona team that's finally getting rid of Sean Miller and you know all the issues that happened over there, yeah, yeah, all the stuff that happened over there and whatnot. 
it's a clean slate. If they, you know, somewhat contend in a pretty decent Pac-12 conference, you know, why not? Why not they give it to him? Do I think he's going to win it? Probably not. But just looking for another name to pick out and try to, you know, go against the crop uh, there. So, uh, Tommy Lloyd, let's see what you got coming over from Gonzaga. And yeah. then what was the last one? Uh, look out for who do I have? I'd Colorado. They're always a team that I, I always like in the Pac-12. They're always one of those chippy teams. They're bringing back – it's not – is it right? Is it McKinley right? I believe that's who they're bringing no back. No way. He's back again? It's either him or – it's not Beatty, is it? Which one is it? It's, let me check, double check real quick. I had it right McKinley, McKinley Wright did play last – no. Yeah, he did. McKinley Wright played last year, but – Oh, that was ba- – okay, it's Beatty. Okay, it's Beatty. So they're bringing back Beatty. Another guy that's been there for almost forever now. He's played 100 career games for Colorado. But I don't know. They're always a deep team that always plays teams well. I mean, when they play Oregon at home, they beat Oregon almost every time in that matchup. So they'll always stick around. Um, I like I like Colorado. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Beavs. I'm going to stay in the state of Oregon. I'm going to say that they're going to surprise. Ride the hot hand from last year. I am. The 12 seed that turned into uh, – Almost a final four team. Yeah, I mean, they're returning Jared Lucas back again. I think he, as much as anyone, um, caught the, who was the kid's name last year? Son of the assistant coach. Some, something, Ethan Thompson? Yeah, Thompson, yeah. Um, he left. He's like the biggest notable name that isn't there anymore. But Silva's back, center. Um, I don't know. I just think. You find when you find something in March, and I know I just said that yeah, I don't yeah. believe UCLA. <laughs> but to but a team like Oregon State, who really they were the team that won the Pac-12. You forget they won they ran the team. No, they There's something there. There is something there. And they're only giving them an eight or a seven seed in this conference. I don't know. The best part about college I, basketball is that your opinion can change literally just like that. Yeah, I think Wayne Tink- I think Wayne Tinkle gets it done again this year. I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna finish ahead of Arizona. That is gonna be my take. Okay. Um so whether that happens or not, but all right, let's uh, let's move yeah. to what what let's move to what could be, and I'm already very, very excited. This could be the conference of the year for us. Like I how, was how we, say the same thing. How we I fell in love with Big Twelve thing. basketball last year, uh, SEC basketball this year could be ridiculous. You start off with your winner. I want to hear you talk. Uh, I'm going with the Crimson Tide. Um, defending champions from last year, both regular season and conference. We watched the conference tournament um, final against LSU. Yep. We had and, LSU, baby. Cam Thomas. And you, though. Um, yeah. I have Bama. So, Javon Quinterly, Jane Shackelford are the two leading candidates for SEC Player of the Year. I think neither of them. Um, Quinterly, New Jersey product, mm-hmm. finally coming into his own at the end of last year, giving great minutes off the bench. Now he's going to have to be that five-star group that he was supposed to be, the leader, um, Jelly Fam. So let's see. I don't know. Nate Oates, first year, you win the conference. I had them in my Final Four last year. I'm going to have them in my Final Four again this year. I think that the Crimson Tide are legit. I think the only other team is the Razorbacks that you, can give them you some even, trouble. You ain't, even, you ain't even bring up Davidson either. 
No, true. Five, who's, who's, who, I, who I actually have is my conference player of the year, which I think could be, you know, go be a lot of people. But I think that he – we talked about, you know, top three picks. I think he can easily be a top five pick in the draft. He is one special guard, and I think he's going to be really good in Alabama. But I, I can't go away from my roots. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. Give me the Tennessee Volunteers. No, you're not. Give me the Tennessee Volunteers. I'll give you a chance to, like, stay off that. Absolutely I not. Talk Fulkerson again. I can't. I can't, I, I can't go sucks. away from Rick it. Barnes sucks. I can't go away from it. I can't. And – Two or three months from now, I'll be sitting in this room crying because they stink and how they broke my heart, but I can't. I'm going back to the well. We're bringing Kenny to Chandler. Talk about another time. You don't learn. The don't. just don't learn. I don't. And I'm under, I, I, I wish Des was here for this one because he'd love it. He'd be laughing in my face right now, but I cannot go away from the volunteers here. As I said, Kenny Chandler, bring him in. Fulkerson, I know he didn't have a really good year last year. He was in and out of the lineup, battling with small injuries here and there. But I think bringing Kennedy Chandler is going to help this team because we saw Vescovi last year. All right, all right, let's not let's be real. Vescovi was a mess handling the ball. You know, I yeah, felt so like there's hair. hair was, I know. He looks like, I know. And you felt like there was so much pressure on him. But bringing in a guy like Chandler is going to help him so much. I think that he's not going to have as much pressure, and he can actually be a somewhat pretty good basketball player to this team. I know there's a lot of question marks on this team, kind of um, outside of those three or four guys, but. I can't. I, I have to go back to the well. Give me the Bulls this year. I am so excited to watch SEC basketball and, more importantly, watch them break my heart. I actually can't believe you just said that. I can't believe you think you're going to win that conference. Yeah, and I bet people said I can't believe UCLA made it to the championship, their final yeah. four. Yeah. I'm one of them. I mean, so. when, you look at the, when you look at the odds, it's Tucky plus 400, which is hilarious. Neither of us said them. I just lost it, of course. It was Tucky plus... Good. No, Kentucky's not... Again, this is just like a stereotypical. This is a blue-blood school. They're not going to be bad again. Kentucky's not good. Kyle no, Perry's not I, a good I'm coach. I'm saying. Tucky plus 400. Bama plus 500. Arkansas plus 500. Tennessee plus 550. So it's not even like that they're like... I mean, maybe the odds makers are just stupid then. And they're like me and just love them for no reason. But then you have Auburn 650, Florida 750. Then your drop-off there is the LSU and Mississippi State. But... Tennessee, I cannot wait. I yeah, cannot uh, wait. Okay, fine. Um, so you mentioned your player of the year already being J.D. Davidson yeah. from Bama. I'm going to go with Scotty Pippen Jr. from Vandy because Vandy is so bad, and there's no one on that team except him. So he's going to average like 26 a game. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, what do you think he could put up? I think he'll put up at least 25. He's gonna have to if they if they even want to win like three games in that conference because they are so bad. Like I don't know why he. I guess he just didn't have anything. Yeah, um, I'm trying to look up coming out. I'm trying to. Look. He aver- last last year he averaged twenty point eight. Okay, yeah, I think I was, was the number. Okay. Uh, but J- so, Jerry Stackhouse kid, is their coach. I had no idea. This kid should have left and tried to transfer somewhere else. I'm surprised he hasn't. To be honest with you. I mean, maybe he does after this year. I don't know. But, yeah, he, there's no reason why he doesn't drop 25 a game. Kind of like what Cam Thomas did. But, I mean, LSU was a competent team. Yeah. So, um, my coach of the year will also ride into my team that I think will turn heads. I'm going to go with Bruce Pearl. I'm going to go with Ward 
War Eagle, Auburn Tigers. Down here last year, Sharif Cooper, JT Thor, really. Honestly, they were so much fun to watch. They really were. They just couldn't win games, which kind of sucked. But um, I think I think Bruce Pearl figures it out this year. Um, the guy is 6'10", their highest rated recruit ever, Jabari Smith Jr. Yep. Um, He's in they ha- they, Yeah, they're comparing him to Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. Which is a very high comparison, especially I was seeing when that you as think well. about yeah, when you think about how uh, he's kind of turned out in the NBA mm-hmm. and how he played at Michigan State. So, um, Alan Flanagan comes back. Oh, this is where Kessler went. You said Mississippi State. No, not – no, not Walker Kessler. I was talking about – What were you um, talking about? Oh, my God. It was Baycott, Kessler, and Garrison Brooks. Oh, okay. Brooks, 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 okay. Yeah, no. So, they have a couple, couple transfers coming in. Devin Cambridge. Played pretty well for them last year. I, I just think – I had them as well. I, I agreed with you there too. A team that I also, you know, liked a couple of back years. And then you said the rough year last year. But I like Auburn. I like Bruce Paul, a good coach. Um, They also do still have Flanagan. Uh, oh, did you a, see uh, Justin Powell, their uh, point card, went to Tennessee so we can join Muscovy out there. So. All right, good. Lovely. That's what we want. Add more firepower, all right, baby? Yeah, you can go suck on the Volunteers team. So – that's oh, yeah. a look at uh, my sleeper team, Auburn Tigers, Coach of the Year, Bruce Pearl. Uh, I like I like them. I think um, I agree. I think especially home, they're going to play very tough. I just can't wait to see Jabari Smith Jr. play. I think there's four, four or five teams that can genuinely compete for this conference title, and, and it's going to be fun. That's what that's what the Big Twelve felt like last year with all those teams. So it feels like the SEC could be that conference this year. I'm very excited to see how it plays out. Who's your sleeper team? Oh, I had Auburn too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed that. Uh, what I say um, for yeah, yeah, Auburn, yeah. Yeah, because you had Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's gonna wrap up our Power Five. We'll jump real quick into the Big East. I didn't even put it on the list because I think it's just a no-brainer that Villanova wins this. But of course, Nin wants to talk about a different team, so he can talk about them. But Congo SB is going to be an All-American. I don't know if they're going to win. I don't know if the team's going to win. But put some respect on the St. Johnny's, right? They're another team that I always like coming around uh, this time of year once college basketball gets going. But they have some really, really good guards on this team. I think it first starts with Posh Alexander. Averaged about 11 points last year. I think this is an absolutely big year for him. I think that he can kind of take over and be one of those go-to players for this team. They also have Julian Champagne, another guy that averaged 19 and a half last year, or almost 20, sorry, 19.8. I don't know if he's going to do it again, but he's another they good have scorer. They slated to be possible biggest by the year, too. Exactly. So he's a guy that I think can be good as well. Tariq Coburn, another guy that no one knows that I know only because I've called some of his games. He comes over from Hofstra. A guy that's not going to, you know, necessarily, you know, light up the stat sheet. But when Justin Wright Foreman left Hofstra two years ago, he did average uh, 10.6. And then last year, he averaged 15.1 on a team where he really had to be the number one scorer. He doesn't have to be that guy this year. So they have three very good guards. Dare I say Montez Mathis maybe sees some minutes for this team. I don't know if him getting on the court helps the team. It might hurt them if he's putting up bricks. If he, is it so hard to ask for him to shoot 35% from three to really help them out? But um, Well, the I think, just didn't watch Rutgers last year. No, nah, I, I know. I know. I know. I believe it. I When I I was like, this guy is such a bad shooter. I was like, this no, is the guy from he, Rutgers. It is incredible. Last year, I swear to God, he made more threes than he missed. Look at, look at his stats last year. No, he shot, 20, he shot 30, 29% last year. 
from three? Yes. I don't know, man. He's, he's, every, he's, he's every time I looked over, his ball with no rotation was going through the net. I don't know what games you were watching. Maybe it was Jacob Young. He thought instead twenty nine or he shot twenty three point nine percent, twenty nine point seven, and twenty nine point seven. So, um, he's just got to hey, come in and do something useful to this team. Defense. I, he was the he was our defense. Yeah, ball. no, you're right. He but you you but you want to look at teams that you know have the guard play to go up against someone like Gillespie. It is the St. John's team. A little questionable here with some of the big men here. I don't know really who's going to step up for them, but I looked at this team. I said, I like these guards a lot. You know, I like guard play a lot too when it comes to the tournament. I mean, you know, I was all over um, UConn last year at Boop Night before things kind of hit the fan for them, but um, give me the St. Johnny's. I don't know if they're going to win it, but they might some turn some heads this year. I like the Red Storm coming out of the Big East, maybe. All right. I, I respect it. I think I sold you a little bit. Uh, yeah, I no, I no, I, res- I, I respect it. But I might not get you good... on Tennessee, but we'll take you on them. Yeah, that was a good selling point, but I'm going to take Jay Wright and the Wildcats because that is consistency and that is the team that runs the Big East. So um, I'm just glad you didn't say the Seton Hall Pirates because I don't want to talk about them. If, if, um, I can't bet, if I can't bet on you, then I, I don't even think about it. Right? Hope, and... Well, that could be changing. That was the question on the poll. I know. Apparent, people were telling me that didn't Public, get passed. People think they didn't get passed, which sucks, but whatever yeah i would like to be able to bet my scarlet knife while i'm a student so it looks like i'll be driving i'll be having people drive to pennsylvania or i'll be driving to pennsylvania <laughs> yeah you're dry. yeah come on now yeah um all right so that kind of wraps up our little conference overview um we did state farm champions classic um so now we'll kind of just wrap up with a couple uh little yeah. takes we have so this is where i slotted my Rutgers, you know speech Geo Baker coming back. Ron Harper projected to be first team all Big Ten. Cliff Amory is the X factor for this team. They have really no depth. Um, they got transferred from San Diego State University. Ralph Ag- Aggie, Aggie, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, he's only 6'8". <laughs> so outside of Cliff, we have no big men. And unfortunately, the Big Ten is a conference of big men. So they go as far as Cliff will take them, which is kind of funny because last year was will go as far as Miles will take them. So Miles took us to the NCAA yeah. tournament, took us to the almost a Sweet 16. Let's see what happens this year. Um, I do think they'll make the tournament. I don't know if they're going to improve on a 10 seed. Um, we'll see. But that's kind of my Rutgers, my Rutgers bit. I will say I've been hearing incredible things about Moat Mag, like, these are two names you're not you're not going to know because they did not play at all last year. I think they played like maybe two minutes in like four games. But Moat Mag and Oscar Palmquist. Oscar Palmquist is a lefty. Um, he was recruited to be a knockdown shooter. I think he finally was able to work on footwork. His biggest problem was when he would come into games, he is the slowest person on the court. Um, so I think he was able to work on that a little bit. I saw a couple highlights of him like athleticism was actually shocking so those are two names for me to keep an eye on coming off the bench um and yeah we'll see how the nights fare this year i've said a lot of questionable things probably in this podcast but the one thing i do want to say is it's it's a long way out obviously we're in november 8th and we don't know when the tournaments we know the tournament's not going to be until april or whatever but ucla will lose in the second round of the ncaa tournament book it i'm just going out on a limb and saying it now I think that there's a lot of hype around this team. And sure, they'll be probably be good in conference play. They'll be good out of conference play. But 
I think that they're not going to be the Cinderella team that they were last year. A lot of hype will be dancing around them. I think they get er- upset early in the tournament, and they're one of the big teams to go down quick. I have no complaints about that. Good. <laughs> yeah. I've... You never you never choice, so. No, there's a reason why they're hot takes. Um, all right, do we want to talk about national champions? Because I'm taking Duke. I really don't care. <laughs> so then, so then do, you really, do you really want to talk about it then? No, um, I don't. Let's let's do, do four. Do four. Give a, give a final, final four. four. Give a final four. We don't care about regions. They don't care about anything. Give right. a final four. Duke, Texas, Alabama. I mean, we, we went an hour on a podcast without even talking about the best team in the nation, which is hilarious, which I love. Gonzaga? Yeah. Hey, I'm not buying them this year. I, they, yeah, don't have the, they don't have the guard. They don't have the guards again. Hey, is Ajayi like, still there? No, it's Nemhard. Nemhard's the stud returning oh. guard. I'd rather oh, pull my I hate eyes out watch him. He oh. sucks. Um, Swather. I think Swather is the kid that was coming off the bench last year. He's oh. supposed to be filling in the role of Ayayi, I guess. Because um, no one's going to refill Suggs' shoes. I mean, Suggs was incredible to watch that team. And, of course, everyone talks about Chet Holmgren. That kid needs to eat or something. Like <laughs> until he puts on thirty more pounds, I'm not trusting him in like any competitive. Like I'm sorry, he can't lead that team to victory. He can't. I heard about this kid, uh, Hunter Salas, too. He's a guard. I think he's a freshman. We'll see Wait, who they? Do. Yeah, um, they got a transfer. Um, Point guard transfer. Oh my god, was he from Iowa State or something? Um, yes. I'm looking at the roster right now. Um, give me, give me a point guard. Uh, Bolton, is it Bolton? Yeah, yeah, receiver Bolton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was pretty good for. He's pretty uh, good. He I went to Penn State too. He averaged 12, 14, and fifteen in his three years, three years of college. So, yeah. Again, I just don't think their guards are um, at an elite enough level yet. I don't think he's doing very well in the big the big men recruiting front, but. Um, I think he's got to get more Jalen Sugg type players. Just run Timmy at the point guard, all right? Once he grows out the mustache, then your mind will change. Yeah, all right. Um, no, Gonzaga is not. So, Texas, Bama, Duke. Throw your Big Ten team in there. I I don't. <laughs> That's the problem. I don't think a Big Ten team gets to the Final Four this year. Um it's gonna it, that third team is gonna be some Cinderella team, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give another one to the Big Twelve. And I'm gonna go Kansas, Duke, Texas, Purdue, and throw in the Cinderella team. We didn't really talk about our mid majors, but that's fine because I'll just throw it in here. Saint Bonnie's, Saint Bonnie's, they are going to be a team this year. Watch out for them. The hype's already kind of around them, which I don't like. They're ranked, I think, like 23rd. But St. Bonnie's, they're bringing back a lot of talent from last year. Let me see what um, – one moment. I want to they returned up. all five. Yeah, I want to see what the – I was percent- doing it. I want to see what the percentage says because they show it on uh, college basketball reference. They're bringing back 86.5% of the minutes played and 89.1% of the scoring. I really, 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 really – like this team coming out of the A-10, which should be another good conference this year. I know you said you like um, the, spiders, the Spiders. And I, I mean, always love my Billiken. It's, it's every no, year. No, I you. love my Billiken. Yeah, it's every year. That's my you. Tennessee. You, if you're allowed to have Tennessee that's, volunteers, that's then I'm taking that's the Billiken. Fair. 
Javante Perkins is back. That's... No, yeah. What? Now, let's say, what are the odds? What are the odds that any of the four teams that we said actually end up in the final four? As long as Duke makes it, I really don't <laughs> you're, care. You're right. Oh, um, God. I can't wait for the Coach K tour, man. Ugh. ESPN's yeah. going to love it. Yeah, I can't wait for I can't wait for Texas to lose in the second game of the nope, tournament. Too. Nope, I called That's it last. Year. I called ACU last year, right? So now Texas That's redemption tour, redemption tour. I think that wraps it up, though. I think we really hit a lot. Good, very good first episode here. Even without Des, we still got the job done. Um, housekeeping notes: as we said, we scrapped YouTube this year. It'll be up on Spotify. Make sure you follow us on Twitter because that's how you'll get the link for it right now. Working on getting it up to Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm not too sure how long that's going to take, but I'm going to work on that uh, through Anchor. But regardless, it'll be up through Spotify. One episode per week. Once our schedules kind of get more flattened out, we'll obviously have more consistency and hopefully give you guys a certain day. But just know one episode per week for now. Um, and that's about it. Follow us on Twitter. That's where you get all our gambling picks. Hopefully winning picks. I don't know what uh, Dex going to be doing, but I'll be giving out winners. And, um, yeah, cheers to a good season. Obviously responsibly of course Always. um yeah i think just the last little like housekeeping note is we are going to try to have a little bit more structure this year with yeah. uh, what we talk about in our episodes um like min was alluding to having some picks like we'll come in with a couple games that we like um pick wise um i really i think winners and losers uh, winners and losers was fun last year no nah, um, no so that's something that we'll probably bring back it yeah. is ripping teams. Yeah, your first loser of the year will be Tennessee, all right? Oh, we get it. Oh, it will be. I can't wait, though. I can't wait. Um, so, yeah, obviously, hopefully, Dez comes back. Um, we'll have the full team back together. And this is just a quick preview of the season um, when we get more into uh, conference play and the end holiday tournaments. That's, again, we people forget, we didn't start this podcast until – conference play really started last year i know so conference tour um i'm sorry the holiday tournaments are gonna be a lot of fun to cover this year yeah. battle for atlantis maui which is played in vegas, vegas this year yeah um yeah so we might, hey, uh, we might we might be taking a trip out there we'll see i just got a promo from aria and uh bellagio again today three tom brooms we'll see so we'll see how this, we'll see how it works out. But nonetheless, that is the first episode of DD on CBB. It is wraps. We'll see you sometime next week. Hopefully, Des will be here to join us. But for Deck and Nin, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Deck.